Welcome to the Donkey's Best Friend Podcast. I'm your host, Bobito, a.k.a. Bobito Mosquito, a.k.a. The Funk Soul Brother, a.k.a. Master B, a.k.a. Styles B, a.k.a. BMX. And you are listening to the 50th episode of the podcast. Yes, we have made it to 50 episodes. Woo! Yeah, man, 50 goddamn episodes. That's incredible. An episode a week for 50 episodes. For 50 weeks. We're closing it on a year, obviously. And that's fucking incredible. You guys are getting this episode on the 1st of December. And yeah, that ma- that does make sense. A year ago, almost a year ago, uh, this podcast began. That's incredible, bro. So I just want to give a shout out to uh, Hayden for um providing me with like graphics for the podcast and you know uh on the on the graphic side providing me with like advice and shit like that and i really do appreciate that my nigga um real talk thank you um uh, to lemo for uh pushing me in the direction of just fucking starting with whatever i had um I appreciate that because we wouldn't be at 50 episodes without you included. Um, And yeah, honestly, those two are currently probably the biggest thank yous I have. And then obviously, as we always do, I'd like to say thank you to every single one of you who click um, play on the episodes on the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Uh, for those of you who have clicked play consistently for 50 episodes, that is incredible and I really fuck with you. Thank you so much. But yeah, man, we are here 1st of December, 50th episode and we in the shits. Like, we're getting straight into the shits. This week, last week, last weekend or last week, um... I can't remember who it was, which footballer um, had a case. Oh, Benzema. Benzema, yeah. Benzema, Karim Benzema had a case. Uh, For those of you who don't know, he's a striker for Real Madrid. Forward, but striker for Real Madrid. Number nine, best description uh, for Real Madrid. And uh, I didn't, I, I probably should have researched exactly what the fuck this even meant. Actually, I tried to, but it's like all articles are very vague on, on, um, on the details of this case. But a few years ago, Benzema, um, who who plays for Real Madrid and the French national team, uh, was all of a sudden no longer in the mix for the French national team, and it looked like uh, the worst timing because. They were literally going into like a golden age of football um like a golden generation of footballers and he would be he he he, he was uh essentially the best person to lead the line for this golden age of footballers in france and he just disappeared and there was like so at this time i didn't really know why and eventually some like rumors or maybe it was more uh, yeah, it wasn't obviously rumors, but what I heard from my friends when I, when we were discussing it is that he was caught up in a blackmail blackmailing um, case or situation with one of his teammates, Matteo Valbuena, 
and I had no idea like how this was even being taken seriously. It's fucking Karim Benzema. Like who, who is he blackmailing and why? He's blackmailing a, f- a fellow teammate. Why? Okay, this teammate has a sex tape and he's blackmailing to get it out. Why? Like the why kept, um, kept making me real. Well, kept making me think that this is a ridiculous, um, this is a ridiculous accusation, and his denials were on the same vein. Like yo, and more so, he started painting it out to be. A bit of a racist kind of thing because he is of Islam. I don't know. Oh, fuck. I've already. <laughs> uh, I think he, I, I want to say Algerian descent, but uh, I'm checking right now to make sure I'm not, I'm not wrong. But um, he's, he's, he's of Islam or uh, Arabic. I'll tell you now. Ah, oh, Jesus. Just kidding. Digging this hole deeper and deeper. Just give me a second. We will get there. But yeah, he is of perfect timing for the internet to be slow as hell. Um, I'm just gonna go with Arabic for now or Algerian. I'm gonna go with Algerian for now. And but he's he was born in France. That that I do know, and yes, he was born to Algerian parents. I should have just fucking trusted myself. So he was born to Algerian parents. Um, so he was kind of stating that the French national team has a, a prejudice, and the the in, in fact directly the manager of the French national or, uh, head coach, um, Chelsea legend, uh, legend maybe icon. Um, how am I forgetting this man's name? Uh, oh, Didier Deschamps, Didier Deschamps, um, he, he had an issue with footballers of, um, Algerian or ethnic descent, I think ethnic or African maybe would be a great, yeah, and that further created a deeper rift between them, and then obviously France go on to win, or get to the Euro 2018 final, no Euro 2016 final and they win the World Cup and they have a poor Euro when he comes back when Benzema comes back but long story short or short story long um, this case came up again when Benzema was actually found guilty of this uh, case now this happened like recently like last week sometime or or, yeah last week sometime and i immediately was like what the fuck like how how is this and i was actually going to speak about it when i was meant to record but low shedding and all kinds of nonsense out of my control uh caused us and as well i'm thinking of moving the podcast day to tuesday or wednesday so you're gonna get this on Wednesday, and you may from now on be getting podcasts on Wednesday. But you, it will either be Tuesday or Wednesday. So consider that a 50th episode change. Um, and yeah, so I was thinking to myself, like, or I'm not even thinking to myself. I posted like on on Instagram, I was like, yo, uh, Prison FC is gonna is looking strong as shit or something. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Prison FC is like concept 
for all the prisoners who or, or not all the prisoners all the footballers who have had either cases or um going to jail like so either maybe being found guilty or being prosecuted for something and then maybe charges dropped for whatever reason uh, or um they've been found guilty um currently on trial uh, maybe being found guilty and sentenced to jail or found guilty and uh, given a suspended sentence whatever the situation is if you are considered a criminal <laughs> or uh, alleged criminal activity you're uh, you're 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 up for prison fc <laughs> and, and i was like yo because there's been quite a few cases man and i'll go through a mock mock up of a potential prison fc and trust me there's probably stronger prison fcs uh this is just the first one i found uh i'll go through that in a second but i was just like yo with benzema up front oh my god prison fc is looking crazy um and yeah so let's let's go through and let's go through a a mock prison fc in a second oh right now so up front We've got, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to start up front because the back is, like, insane in terms of what the fuck, like, yeah, we'll get there. But Troy Deeney up front, um, and obviously this can be subbed with Benzema now. Um, obviously, Benzema would be up front, but in this, in this, in this iteration, it was Troy Deeney. Troy Deeney was, I think, sentenced. He actually went to jail for ten months, uh, Her Majesty's prison in the in, in England, uh, for assault, uh, assaulting assaulting someone outside a, a nightclub. So we've got Troy Deeney up front on the right wing. We've got Adam Johnson. Now, if you are unfamiliar with the story of Adam Johnson, it is one of the most, oh, let me rather say not one of the most crazy stories, but rather at the time, it was just incredibly uh, humorous, the timing of the story, because it was around the, oh, maybe not at the time it was humorous or incredibly humorous, but uh, it was kind of an inside joke. So me and my, me and my boy, uh for those of you who might know the the cat teddy me and teddy used to have a um like rivalry on who could scout like young players that were going to be stars. me teddy and my boy viri used to have like these like football debates and one of them uh one of one of one of the one of the signings that man city made uh they signed a a, a young winger uh from middlesbrough and this dude was Adam Johnson. Now, I think one of the players I was backing, uh, maybe not at the same time, but a few years earlier, and I backed him like to the ends and be, I've, I've still never lived it down, uh, was Gabriel Oberton, signed from Bordeaux to Man United. If you know, you know, there's no need to even talk about the man. Um, and I think very, I'll give him, I'll give him, um, like he's also had some shockers but one of the later ones that he told me very early on was Foden and that obviously has turned into incredible things but um okay so uh barring Foden we're going back to um another very signing or scouted player ah fuck it I can't think of one but anyway so my boy is telling me about Adam Johnson. AJ, he used to call him. AJ, what a crazy player. And we see him, like, obviously, this is a season. 
uh, that Mark Hughes is in charge of Man City. Uh, they start making their first few title charges. Uh, you know, winning Manchester derbies. Tevez is in the squad. You know, like it's it's it's, it's turning up in, in in Manchester at the time. And AJ was maybe not peripheral. Was maybe not like um central to what was going on but he was definitely an exciting player to watch especially when you were watching him specifically because obviously teddy we had we had a vested interest so as the Man manchester squad gets stronger he ends up at sunderland and uh still doing still doing like he's a professional footballer he's doing great he's not a like top team anymore but still a top league team you know what i mean then the story comes out um where this this dude is married by the way um at the time and the story comes out where he's basically been um i don't know if he no he had i think if i remember correctly and like let's just put this disclaimer in right now guys i don't know shit about shit so if i get like facts wrong uh just google, do your googles but anyway uh this dude aj decides uh he's gonna have a mistress on the side now i'm not one to judge uh at all in my life in my shit problem was this mistress was underage and he was picking her up in his like there's pictures of him picking her up in a ray in his rage and like her uh presumably i'm not uh, like I, i'm just going off my memory but presumably uh they got into some uh physical activities in the whip and she gets out in her school uniform so anybody who's been to high school <laughs> will know that this is not like something that doesn't happen like it's a stand or it, it i don't know and that's the thing maybe we could get into a discussion like that uh, about like this but maybe not right now but of that dynamic of like older older men um and like their predatory behavior around younger girls um and it being pretty much acceptable or maybe not acceptable but accepted like people turn a blind eye to it i did a lot of people did um and i'm not saying just because i did it it's all it's okay it's not great it's not good i mean but yeah like yeah so he was one of these situations and like i'm saying like no judgment because like we'd seen guys do that no it is what it is hey um and yeah he went to jail for it <laughs> lost pretty much everything he's still in jail if i'm correct i think he might be on bail or on parole now maybe but he, he was like they gave him a proper sentence um i think the kid's parents went crazy um i think his wife left him i could be wrong about that uh but yeah that was aj's story then we've got gilfie sigurdsson who is not confirmed to be the everton player that's listed in these stories but he's also uh what do they call them in 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 the uk they call them um they call them a nunce, a nunce, a pedophile. So a pedophile is a nunce in, in the UK. And uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson is like an Icelandic player, I think, who used to play for a football club named Everton. And uh, he, I think he, he still plays for them. He's just 
currently suspended and they haven't released a statement as to why he's suspended uh, or maybe not suspended but he hasn't been registered for the current season uh, which is strange because he is a pretty good footballer who would fit reasonably well into the current system of play under Benitez and they released a statement that one of their players uh, a 30 or rather a 31 year old player um, has been charged with uh, some crime or some 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 charges with with regards to uh, sexual activities with children or minors um, and there's only two 30 31 year old players Fabian Delph and Gilfie Sigurdsson and Fabian Delph came out and said yo this isn't fucking me and it's pretty fucked up that you guys let a statement like that out uh, I've got a family and kids and like you know I like the fuck people are asking me if it's me and it's not me but obviously because a child is involved he can't really state much other than you know say that it's not him and that's why the club is also being pretty coy and that's why it's actually a um a, like a chargeable offense to say that Gilfie Sigurdsson is the player so I'm not saying that he is the player I'm just saying that this list has him on prison fc and those are the circumstances surrounding the club that he's at um so yeah he's currently um i don't know what what's what's the state of his case but we've got him in central mid then we've got quinty promise um a dutch player who's also whose story is pretty wild uh, i'm not gonna go into too much detail on his career because i don't know much about it uh but he stabbed a he stabbed a relative in the knee at a family function because he was wild <laughs> and his relative snitched and um, he's 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 being charged and prosecuted for this and he faces uh, 24 to 42 months so deep Ronaldinho this one is probably out of the whole list and I'm just looking at the list again and yeah out of the whole list he's probably the only real like uh, one that's like all in all just a like it's just Ronaldinho bringing a smile to football's face so Ronaldinho is out in Paraguay uh, for some charity charity event of football kind of shit and he was like chased out oh the cops came up ran up on him and they're like yo um the fuck where's your passport or whatever and they found out that his passport him and his brother's passports were fake so uh they charged him with like obviously whatever you charge people when they have fake passports and uh they detained them and they like tried to get bail and they were like nah fuck you like imagine you can't really give somebody with a fake passport or with access to fake passports bail like makes no sense you know what i mean um so while he was in jail uh he took part in a prison futsal uh, tournament uh, and his team won and in the final they won 11-1 with him scoring six goals uh, or scoring five goals and assisting six like it's just Ronaldinho doing Ronaldinho things and he had like like I remember like the, when the story broke and you're thinking like oh shit Ronaldinho's in jail like oh that's great oh that's whack oh fuck boo and then you see pictures of him with the Ronaldinho smile playing football with these guys and it's just like oh, Ronaldinho what a legend so I, I'm gonna make him um, the star player of the uh, he is the star player of this um, prison 11 even with Benzema in the squad and we'll get to 
a name who might um who might who might be fighting Adam Johnson for that position uh, as the other forward in this lineup. Uh, but we've then got Arda Turin, who uh, used to, he's a Turkish player, currently plays for Galatasaray, uh, before that played for Barca and before that played for Atletico Madrid. And with him, what had happened, <laughs> what had happened was <laughs> He got in an altercation with a pop star and uh, assaulted this pop star. The pop star ended up in hospital and he went through to the hospital with a gun and under the premise that he was trying to apologize. Uh, Turin, the footballer, went to the hospital uh, under the premise with a gun uh, to, to, to apologize to this man. And um, I don't know what caused this, but eventually he shoots the ground and... Um, I don't know what the consequences of this recklessness. I think he's got a suspended sentence or something along those lines. But that's why he's here. Then we've got Serge Aurier. Um, Tottenham. I, yeah, I think he still plays for Tottenham. Tottenham right back. I think he's from the Ivory Coast, but I could be wrong. Um, and what he did was Serge Aurier. Fuck, what did he do? Serge Aurier was... I think it was reckless driving. The reckless driving. Oh fuck! I think it was either reckless driving, or fuck. I can't remember. But he's there for. Let's let's go with reckless driving. Um, then Maguire, Harry Maguire. We all know recently, just after the Euros, or just before the Euros, or I can't even remember when it was. Uh, but man was wilding out, doing crazy things. Um, just being a wild boy in general. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was at the end after the Euros. Was it after the Euros? I can't remember. I think it was after the Euros. And he was out in Greece. And he got in an altercation with the police. And it became a huge story. And then he was lying about details. And yeah, Maguire. Uh, Mastrano. Oh no, I'm taking Mastrano out and I'm making it a back three, uh, which means I actually need one more player. Oh, that makes it perfect actually because I have another player who I wanted to slot in in any case. So we're taking out Mastrano, um, who was in for tax evasion or something like that, or tax, yeah, tax evasion. As I fuck off, like almost every single footballer has gone down for tra tax evasion. Um, so. And almost every yeah, like we're not we're not we're not doing that. But uh, the last defender it would be uh, Marcus Alonso, uh, Chelsea player. Uh, father was a Real Madrid legend. Um, he plays for Spain. Um, and yeah, the story behind this, I'm not too familiar with the exact details, but. Um, he 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 was found guilty of manslaughter and um i think he paid a fine and got a suspended sentence but the situation was um he obviously because manslaughter accidentally uh, in some way shape or form whether it be reckless driving or reckless endangerment or something along those lines um he 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 hit someone with his car and tragically that person died um so that's what puts him on the list and i actually i remember i was watching a football match uh we were playing chelsea was playing and i can't remember who we were playing 
but it was a it was a Premier League Premier League match, and they were booing Alonso, but. It didn't like normally you know like the storylines of why certain teams boo certain players um like ashley cole was one of those players who was almost unanimously booed by um the league for quite a few or by teams in or fans in the league um and that was for what he had done to cheryl cole so every now and then it's not a personal uh or club affiliated beef with a player but it's more of a moral beef with the player and i saw them booing alonzo and i didn't understand why like what did he do what what's the beef with this with this team so i googled it and that's actually where i came across the story um and this was probably this year maybe last year max but probably this year that i that i came across this and i was like holy shit i would have never known and how would i have you know what i mean and then lastly the keeper would be bruno now this is the most insane football related story that i've ever heard um other than robinho and his boys um uh uh raping a woman in in milan which was just insanity to me as well um and uh it's almost and yet again guys i'm going to say that please take everything what i say with a pinch of salt in this because uh the facts are not like i'm not i'm not i'm not too dope on the research and that kind of thing i just read some shit uh but the rubinho one i did try like at the time at the very least try and really suss out what the fuck was going on here um is he is he is because the 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 case was that him and his uh, and a few friends gang raped a a, a, a woman um, in Milan, and then he left Milan to play for a Brazilian team, um, and the case was ongoing, and he was I think he was found guilty, but there's no extradition, so as long as he was in Brazil and not still in not in Italy or in Europe in general, I think then he was kind of safe from extradition but he lost um his contract with the football club after the fans of the football club credit to them um put pressure on lead on the leadership of the club like yo we're not we're not we're not we're not supporting you uh whilst you uh, have a rapist on your payroll and like i said um i think this this case was there was there was evidence enough to find him beyond a reasonable doubt guilty and not to say that that's always correct but yeah it's just it's a hectic situation um and i have no opinion on his guilt or innocence but what i do have an opinion on is the act that he's accused of at fucking like the lowest level of like it's just like jesus bro like not only is he like obviously as a man more more often than not physically um physically more physically stronger than a woman but him and his friends like abuse this woman like if, if it was just him it would have been just as bad but just the idea of like how scared and like the situation that that woman must have been in and also knowing that this is a world famous star like what are the chances of her getting justice and then 
he escapes justice, which is like, wow. But anyway, uh, Bruno, getting back to Bruno, craziest story that I've heard. So this man, um, this is, I think I read it was around 2007, 2008. No, 2010, 2010. I remember it was like just before the World Cup or during the World Cup. Uh, no, just before the World Cup in South Africa. Or during. I think it was just before. Let's go just before. But June 2010, um, this man's mistress. So he's married at the time and his mistress goes missing. And um, it takes a second. But after, oh, his mistress goes missing. And his son with his mistress ends up with his wife. And then, or his child. It's, I don't know if it's a son or daughter. I'm assuming son though. Or I feel like I read something about a son. Um, and what ends up happening is they arrest him. And they start like, people start coming out of the woodworks like, friends of his and shit like that and the story starts coming out so what the story was was that she was his mistress was pregnant and she was like yo this is your child and you've got to do right by your child you've got to do right by me and he's like yo are you crazy like i'm married and that kind of shit like yo abort that thing or uh, and I'm, i'm adding flavor to what was probably said and whatever but basically no he was she's pregnant and he's like nah and eventually she has the kid but she tries to oh apparently she tries to blackmail him um and he's like nah okay we're not doing that so i think after she has the child um he concocts a plan with him and his boys to kidnap this woman um and they torture her kidnap her and then murder her and uh, his friend basically describes or exposes like the plot the plot and then like more and more people start coming out and eventually he uh, admits to it while he's being while he's being while he's on trial and they not only did they murder her but they like chopped her body like to get rid of the body they chopped her body up into little pieces and fed them to the dog and like it's just a very like grim gruesome story and you you just don't see how like like how it escalates that like it's almost like and i don't know it's almost like some of these these situations happen because these footballers these people that's not even put out but footballers live in and i've heard a lot of part of podcasts uh one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is the peter crouch podcast and he it's it's basically peter crouch uh who is a ex-footballer like just a cult legend like people fuck with him and he's just a legend just for the bands every day and uh, it's him and two I don't know if they're his old mates Like schoolmates or whatever Or they just BBC Because the, the podcast is hosted on BBC One Radio um, Or One X Radio or something like that And um, 
I don't know if they were assigned these two cars, but the bands and like the, the chemistry is just incredible. And these two other dudes uh, who aren't professional footballers or weren't professional footballers, they are professional media personalities, I assume. Um, just ask him questions and like just they talk about like footballing like behind the scenes and stuff and the picture he paints is that these guys just like most celebrities live within a bubble a very careful constructed bubble uh by those maybe consider their handlers that kind of stuff in which they are protected so that they can perform on the field and what i think tends to happen is that with all this protection with all this molly coddling with all this you know um shielding um you can begin to behave in a way that doesn't warrant or doesn't it shows that you don't believe that there are consequences for actions and worse you don't really consider the other people in your like you don't consider how your actions impact other people you consider what you want and that's it and or yeah that and it's also i think it, it it also ends up seeming like a very short-term way of behaving like if you look at that situation like bro you're a professional and you uh, to, uh, to add insult to in- injury bruno was about to sign for ac milan um a massive for those of you who don't know i mean you know the city milan ac milan is one of the biggest football clubs in italy at the time in 2010 they were a bit they were on a bit of a slump and they were losing um or not ac but maybe they were as well i know inter was losing their number one goalkeeper um julio cesar uh he was like coming to retire uh, but their squad was like an aging squad and at the time i'm not sure how old bruno was but you can imagine uh the squad the team is going through a bit of turmoil right now and you are coming in um uh, you you have the opportunity to do some big shit and to become a big man at a very big club and like all you have to do like they want you they're coming in for you to buy you and like i know it sounds a lot like slavery <laughs> friend of mine's mom uh said that once we talk about football i think i mentioned it on the podcast uh but yeah you have a great opportunity to go and do something incredible and um instead um he chose to um murder the child the mother of his children or his child um because he felt her asking for the child or maybe not asking whether she was blackmailing or not and how aggressive it was whatever but nonetheless doesn't give him an excuse to murder and dispose of a body in such an inhumane way i mean the murder itself is as far as the inhumane goes but you know what i mean like it's just even if that was your base instinct as a psychotic or somebody who just has as a psychopath or a sociopath as somebody who doesn't have empathy for another person or another human being for your own self-preservation how did that make sense as the move you know what i mean so in that sense uh so in that sense this whole this 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 whole story was a fucking it was insane to me and the next the last player we're going to talk about is kind of the reason why i wanted to bring this 
this topic onto the podcast i mean um like i said i posted about prison fc and like um how it's getting stronger and all that shit and i forgot to even mention benjamin mendy i think he can actually be a in, a, in for a shot with alonzo he's up for rape charges uh, quite a few rape charges he's currently being held uh detained in england he used to play for man or plays for man city he's currently suspended and should he be found guilty i'm assuming they're going to terminate his contract uh maybe claw back some of the bonuses and things of the past few years or it's, i don't know how, how that'll work but um yeah he's he and the thing is like he he it's it's gonna be an uphill struggle for him to um to to get even if he's found innocent because um the club was already looking to move on from him because he hasn't been performing um it doesn't seem like he takes football too seriously um it doesn't see he doesn't he's like an outlier in a very professional uh squad that's trying to win um he's he doesn't seem like he matches the team it seems that way from the outside in at least um he makes a lot of mistakes and his manager pep guardiola is not a man to um forgive that especially of his defenders and he's gone as far as playing right-footed players on the left wing to get to avoid this guy or the left back position to avoid playing him so yeah it's not looking good for him on the footballing side let alone if he actually manages to convince a jury or whatever system they use in the uk of his innocence uh which isn't looking likely at, in any case and yeah the last player that i wanted to talk about was ronaldo so ronaldo the reason why i wanted to speak about ronaldo is because this case has been going on for years and for some reason um so what what actually happened let me rather put it let me let me rewind a bit so i post this prison fc thing and a former guest of the podcast Pane, um comments and she's like oh not comments uh yeah comments and she's like yo uh your boy ronaldo's got to be in this squad like in prison fc or i something along those lines or maybe um i just want him to go to jail for what he's done so at this point i'm gonna be completely um transparent with you guys so at this point i'm like rolling my eyes like not in a condescending way but in a here we go uh another situation where there's not met much evidence and people are making a um a a decision based on what this woman said now granted in situations where rapes happen sometimes there will not be a lot of evidence especially if consent has been withdrawn and there are like a hundred situations where um it's very hard to prove if somebody's raped somebody and who's right or wrong and in those situations that's where i get it becomes very uncomfortable because you're either with lack of evidence believing the woman and calling someone therefore a rapist which 
I mean, if you're calling somebody who hasn't raped somebody a rapist based on a lack of evidence, uh, that's pretty egregious to me at the very least. Uh, but on the opposite side, you look at it without the evidence uh, and you're like, well, I can't call him a rapist. Uh, so he's not until we see more evidence. And therefore, on the other side, you're calling this woman uh, who may or may not have been raped a liar and you're saying that she lied about something that if it did happen to her that like that kind of trauma or that kind of damage is not easily undone so it's as i said it's a very uncomfortable situation a very it's a very hectic situation and plays into her situation this woman's situation and her name's Catherine uh mayoga and what i'm going to summarize it uh, i could go in all the details but i think we've been here for quite a while already at this point but summarized around 2008 2009 her and her friends or her and a few friends, maybe her and a friend or whatever, something along those lines, get invited back to a hotel with Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, probably with his friends or whatever. And um, she and Cristiano Ronaldo end up having sex. Now, I say sex because, let me rather say they end up having sexual intercourse. Now, whether that sexual intercourse was consensual or not is, the situ- is where we're at right now, the situation. So... She says it was consensual. Oh, it wasn't consensual. He says it is consensual. It was consensual. And at the time, the um, Las Vegas police... And at the time, the story came out. So this was around the time that Cristiano Ronaldo made his move to Real Madrid. And this happened in the States. um, In Las Vegas, I think. But he moved to Real Madrid. I think he's on holiday in the States. And this this ends up happening. This situation. Um, I could be wrong about the placing of these, these... these 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 things but i do know that it's either he just moved to real madrid or he was very fresh at real madrid or he was about to move to real madrid um and that puts him at maybe 24 25 years old 23 to 25 somewhere around there so global megastar um every front page of front and back page of everything and this story comes out now immediately as a kid because i'm around 40 if we're calling it 2008 2009 i'm I'm 14 15 years old immediately when i read the story my initial reaction is how can like this is this is obviously a lie cristiano ronaldo doesn't need to rape anybody now this is my naivety at at the time i don't understand the dimension of rape at that time i I still to this 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 point like I'm, i'm i'm saying um understand the idea of consent uh for sure definitely um i understand the idea that a woman can withdraw consent i understand a lot i understand a lot more than i ever have around the um the 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 the, the, the dynamics of what can be considered rape what can make women uncomfortable and how i should be uh, looking out for visual cues and physical and you know what i mean just being more aware of the person who you're interacting with and i'm not even just saying sexually i'm saying in general in life uh, i think that 
this whole the whole situation in terms of the me too situation as much as i believe that there are flaws and there are things that we need to be careful about i do think overall it's definitely been a good thing for um, all of us to take a look at our past and present behavior and make sure that it aligns with um, a, a creating a safe environment for all. cool so i say this to say that ronaldo at the at this time it would be easy for ronaldo to convince it at the very least the footballing world of his innocence and as we know football is the biggest sport in the world so for him to convince the footballing world of his innocence and football journalists and that kind of thing and uh, just create an aura of no this is our guy protect our guy uh, it becomes dangerous or it 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 becomes very easy for that to silence miss mayoga and these are things that i'm looking back at after because like i said this is now a week ago that I'm, I'm 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 confronted with the idea that this is not bullshit and it is true and he raped her the idea let me say i'm not saying that that would happen but i'm being told that that would happen so being me as much as i'm rolling my eyes i don't want to be ignorant I want to look at whatever information that I can look at and come to a decision for myself. Or maybe not a decision, but at least come from a more um, informed place when I say, I don't know about that to this woman. Not this woman, sorry, I've already named this. So that's a bit rude. <laughs> to this lady. <laughs> I think, is that better? <laughs> um, and now i'm looking at the story and i'm looking at the details and to give to give it to you there's a lot of like um situation there's a lot in the details that open this up to like it's it's very complex but one of the things that i read and it's like a bunch of leaks and shit like that and like you don't know if like this is factual or this and you know what i mean it's very it's very like iffy kinds of evidence but at the same time i'm not somebody to look at these kinds of things and i don't know it kind of seems like the deck stacked against this woman to prove what she alleges happened happened and because of that and obviously the wealth of resources at ronaldo's disposal as well as social capital and that kind of things it's no wonder that the story doesn't get more traction worldwide that we as a community of football watchers tend to brush it under the rug like it didn't happen because it may not have happened i was speaking to a man united uh, fan one of my boys uh it's around the same time i just sent him because i was like just kind of questioning how i looked at it initially how i maybe look at it now the whole situation and i just wanted to soundboard and he reacted in the way that i expect fans of ronaldo and fans of united to react and i'm not saying all i'm just saying many will react like this and it's like yo he's the goat until proven guilty 
it's a reasonable statement because how how are you gonna just condemn him without the evidence you'd be doing so based on her word so yeah it's a very very interesting word but I think I'll summarize all of this to say that there's there's a saying in the in, in the Bible um or maybe not a saying, but it's like a commandment. Yes, it's a commandment. Uh, thou shall not uh, covet or thou shall not worship false idols. And I remember being particularly um, like I had a little, a, quite a bit of pushback like within me. Around this commandment, when I was being, when when I was going through uh, uh, Bible study, and like just you know going through um, the younger stages of the church, where you're learning um, all the commandments, study like just Bible study, you know what I mean? And I remember, and I was never like scared to raise my misgivings or ask for somebody to really break this down for me. And I think as I got older, the definition or just the breakdowns uh seem to hold less weight especially when you're now no longer looking at the people providing these breakdowns as teachers but more so as people who are flawed and who probably have the same misgivings and have been trained or programmed to brush them under the rug as well and therefore they can't give you real answers they give you template answers um to, that don't really answer anything and I'm, I'm talking very generally and this was my experience and that experience has not been universal I have had real meaningful discussions about these kinds of things but regardless at this time I'm told not to worship false idols and I'm asking what does that mean and I'm giving examples of like sportsmen I'm giving examples of like you can't have people who you look up to um, you should only look up to the Lord and you should only learn from your parents and like respect and whatever. Not only obviously, but more so that whole like, like praise and like, add, add like, you know, that, that, that uh, adoration that you provide to somebody who you place above yourself um, can only be for for the Lord and I always had a kind of issue with that and that's just within myself because I do admire and always um it's like and this is anybody or any of my friends can 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 say this that I'm definitely one of the first people and at least in my own life um I feel I praise people who achieve anything that I feel even if I feel I can do it if you achieve something that you believe you I, 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 I let me rather say I look up to and admire traits and achievements and successes that uh, those around or those I'm um, uh, fortunate enough to see or you know what I mean like I just I do I do I do think it's I think it's important because you find inspiration in those moments you find inspiration in that kind of um, relationship and you find you learn you tend to learn when you have role models and people that you look up to um, 
in certain aspects of your life and I feel like there's there was a pushback and what I learned in life whether it be from the bible from the the teachings of the bible and this kind of commandment versus my experiences with having role models who are people is that there is some truth to that that idea of not to worship false idols because not to say that it's like it's like the concept of J Cole's false prophet it's like not to say that you expect these people to be perfect but what you can forget is that they are not perfect and they'll never be perfect because they are just as you are human so do not put um divine as expectations on a man do not put do not worship people in that way you need to understand that these people are people in themselves and in that sense it's like you can understand that and if you understand that then there is a limit as to what you will i don't know i hope i make sense but there's a limit to as to what you you'll understand is reasonable from these people and like, i don't know i've lost my train of thought i've been here for too long in any, in any case that's that whole conversation done we are moving on to my favorite part of the podcast which is the musical project of the week and that this for the 50th episode i thought i would do something or a project that really just is the motherfucking shit like whoo god damn this is one of those projects that just like god damn that's all i can say god damn oh the project is food no that's not how it goes that's not how it goes the project is lupe fiasco's food and liquor if and oh if and if squad First and fifteenth, Yang Lu, Wasalu, Muhammad Jaco. I think I've done a project of his as the musical project of the week, but this right here, this right here, is his debut album, and still to this day, it is probably it it is it is top ten albums. It is in the top 10. It might be in the top 5 albums that I've ever heard in my life. It is like I heard this album I think I was in grade 9 in its entirety. I heard I, I'd heard singles like Kick Push um mainly Kick Push uh before that and then maybe before I heard the whole album my boys had put me on maybe like daydream uh daydreaming what's another one that maybe I was put on um uh, I'm just trying to think um uh, yeah daydreaming is definitely one uh <laughs> but as a whole project this but in fact hold on give me a second i'm a, i'm going to pull up the 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 um 
the 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 uh what's it called man the track list uh just to make sure i'm gonna go through it song by song just just to really that nah, fuck it noise we've been here forever that's that's not happening <laughs> it's not fucking happening but yeah food and liquor guys oh my god i heard this project when i was in grade nine uh i did not like like lupe was himself like quite young at the time maybe 19 20 21 years old max um incredible production throughout it starts off with one of the greatest uh intros that i've ever heard in terms of an album it's actually like i said one of the most complete like projects i've ever heard like from beginning to end like the way it flows um just his rapping on it like his his ability as a rapper was maybe not as polished as it is today and as it was on the cool his next album but and that's mainly just like in some point you can hear like him breathing or whatever and that's the best part of an of a debut album because you hear like they still they still slightly rough around the edges and for him to be slightly rough around the edges in this and do what he did like i'm sorry but i believe you can take this say what you want about this but i believe personally that he's got a song with jay-z um called pressure on the album and i believe that he smokes jay-z okay maybe not smokes <laughs> but i do believe that he gave jay-z horns um absolute craziness uh it's hurt me soul just a beautiful song uh sunshine daydreaming he say she say what a beautiful way like idea the instrumental beautiful uh real fucking hard just might be okay crazy um obviously kick push i still say the intro one of the most incredible intros ever outro i always listen just because it's the intro song but very long like extended uh which is one of the best beats like i i still like he's got like little beats like this on all of his albums where i'm just like oh my god like uh why is this not a full song like on the cool it's um free chili like that had that that meant to be uh, that, that deserved a full song um i gotcha you want the real ma hey i gotcha <laughs> wow man oh this album is just fucking beautiful dude like from start to end i recommend listening to it but guys that's what i've got for you for the 50th episode thank you so much again for rocking with your boy consistently if not consistently thank you for tuning in today if you're still listening at this point then i really fuck with you until the next time i bid you adieu and i will see yo ass soon